What's up? It's Tammy from Freedom Talk Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. And I'm also glad that I've decided to take my own advice and give you raw, uncut, authentic podcast episodes. That's right. I'm coming to you from wherever. It could be the bathroom, a library, or where I am right now in a dance studio parking lot. So there's no telling what you might hear in my background. And I got a strange feeling that that's going to be okay with you as long as I'm coming to you straight up giving you raw authenticity and letting you know that you are at home right here at the Freedom Talk podcast. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode. I hope that you enjoy it. But furthermore, I want you to share this message with a friend and let me know what you think about it when this is all over. I'd love to hear from you. And like they always say, well, at least like I always say, Freedom Talk, Freedom Walk. Ah, peace and quiet. Who would have thought that I would actually get a little peace and quiet? Well, today, um, I was thinking about having, you know, that saying an attitude for gratitude or an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Um, and that is something that I have really been working on. So I thought this is a perfect podcast episode to share my experience, what that looks like in real time for me. Um, This year, earlier this year, I started uh, seeing a new therapist. And with that new therapist, I've said before, I've been on, um, Lordy, I've been on a therapy journey for many, many, many years. And I think that's healthy. And I think that's good. You know, sometimes I'm in therapy. Sometimes I am not actively in therapy. Um, Sometimes I've changed therapist. Uh, Things have happened where the therapist may go to a different um, company or things kind of stop working out for me and that therapist. And I start to, you know, kind of cycle out of that program. And um, but anyway, nonetheless, I've had different therapists, but the therapist that I have now and I'm always so grateful for that just to get just to get it started, you know, just being grateful I am always grateful for the therapist that God sends me because it's always right on time. I have had different therapists at different times in my life, and I would like to think, well, no, I don't even need to think that I'm that like great at choosing my therapist. I know that God is perfect at choosing the therapist that I pray for and that I search for. And that's the person that I find. And it works out. Um, Some time ago, I had a therapist when I was at a point in my life where I was in a real place of denial. And um, it was real phony. It was really phony. And it was like, (laughs) I was wearing so many different masks. I mean, it was a mess. It was before I realized just, you you know, have you ever been in those situations where you don't realize how messed up things are? That's where I was. And God sent me a therapist that was like calling me out. (laughs) 
about every single thing she called me out about um, what I even thought my problems were. Why was I dealing with certain things? Um, when I would get to these solutions, I mean, she really helped me rip my mask off with like mask as in plurals. Uh, <laughs> I had so many different faces that I wore to protect my trauma. And that was clearly not healthy. So she helped me to just rip all of that crap off and get down to the bare bones of what I was really dealing with, what I had to work with. And I think that was important because that was a, that was a part, that was a stage of my journey, just ripping away the the fake and the phony and the band-aids and the, you know, pretty little outer shell and getting right down to the ugly infection, if I, if I can say that. Like where it's ugly, where it's nasty, where the root of where this crap is coming from. And um, I was exposed. This this therapist exposed me. That's the best way to put it. And um, that was so necessary at the time. And um, so I think the pandemic happened. And so me and this therapist just kind of started to like go our separate ways um, with all of that. And the virtual, it wasn't the same. So it was just like, I think I'm good right now. And I was taking, like everybody else in the world, I was taking, you know, some downtime and I needed that. That was good for me for anxiety. That was good for my ADHD, you know, not having to be so many different people and not having to, um, produce things because that's what my trauma told me that I needed to produce in order to be, uh, worthy to be important to be seen um that's what i believed at that time that was that was that was the 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 trauma speaking um so it was good for me not to feel like i had to produce anything i could just exist and that was good enough because who was going to tell me to do more I, it was a pandemic nobody was doing anything so that was great um and then i got another therapist after I really couldn't deal with um, anxiety, it was really kicking my butt and some other things. And then I got, I eventually got another therapist and she was very gentle with me. She was very gentle because after you rip band-aids and scabs and stuff off, you're a little sore. It's a little tender. So, and you got a mess. And so when you start cleaning up your mess, it, you're still fragile. And that's, I was a, in a very fragile place at that time. And so I had this therapist that was very gentle with me, very kind, still holding me accountable, but I just needed, I needed a soft place to land while at that point in my journey. So I think that was important for me then. Then there was the build up. It was time for me to start building myself up again. And I'm kind of speeding through this just for the sake of, um, you know, because because this is a podcast episode and I want to get to to the present. And so um, this was over. This was probably all, all of these therapists, these three therapists I went through from 2018 ish 
up until now. So it hasn't been too many. It's just been three. But um, my new therapist, I just started in 2023. And she is just what I need right now. So I've ripped away the phony and the ugly, got down to the nasty. I've I've done my work. I've cleaned things up. I've had my, you know, time to be sad and to cry and to mourn the loss of the person that I showed up as in many places, which wasn't really honoring who God created me to be. So I showed up as that person. And so I had to put that person to rest. Um, One of Kirk Franklin's songs, he says, right before I live, I have to die. And that is so, it gives me chills to even, because you have to put certain things about your self to, to, to rest. You have to, you have to kill it off. (laughs) It has to die for the part of you that is is born again and made new through Christ to live. And so with with all of that and, and my journey, you know, all of that was a was a spiritual journey as well as it was an emotional and um and it was physical too, uh, as much as it was an emotional uh journey as well and, and a mental journey as well. Um so here I am in 2023 and it was time I needed to go back to therapy because anxiety started to rear its ugly head again. And I was thinking, I thought we were done with this. Like, what is this about? So, you know, before in the journey, things were very obvious and, and kind of blatant when they were laid out. The thing was, I was not willing to remove the veil from, from my eyes. <laughs> I was not willing to remove, um, you know, the, the, the blockers. I, I liked it that way, kind of, because it was, it was safe. It was comfortable. Um, dysfunctional, heck yeah, but it was it was, it was my dysfunction. You know, um, I, you know, at my church, we used to say, um, one of the pastors would say, you know, like, you know, that's your pet sin. Like we hold on to those things and don't even think that you don't because you do. And there's no shame. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't do shame and I don't do manipulation and, and guilt, but there's no shame in it. It's, it's what makes you human, but it it is very unhealthy. So, um, you know, you can move forward and do your work without the shame, but um, nonetheless, it's not healthy. So after a while, it eats eats away at you, and it's not you're not you're not living the life that God intended for us to live. And I'm talking about the the real life, the 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 life that is um, the one that we live and we walk with Him in. Um, and putting him first as, as, as a follower of Christ, you know, it, it's, it's a different, it's a different, it looks different and it feels different and it's supposed to, because, you know, that's, that's why they say you're born again. Um, and so nonetheless, I, anxiety started to really creep back up on me full time. I mean, it was like, I felt like I was taking steps back and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And you know what this therapist is to me now? She is like 
because I'm in a place now where I've done the work, I've done the revealing, I've done the healing, and now I'm, I'm, I'm living. And so she's like the reminder. There's no fuss about it. She's very, it is so, I'm telling you, God, <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, guys, I am not religious. I am not um, all, you know, into rituals and things like that. I'm into Jesus. And like, I'm a very personable um, and intimate person. So a lot of my friends, if you know me, like, like I'm a, I'm an intimate kind of like get down in the thick of it kind of friend. I don't do surface. And it's like I said, it's, it's nothing against people that are like that. My husband's like that. He's very straightforward surface kind of person. What you see is what you get. And I've had to learn to accept him that way. And, and then I had to choose, I chose to love that about him because it gives us a balance, certainly in our family. But when I want to go deep and he doesn't, he's just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not there. I just, I just don't see it as being that serious and whatever the case. So I've had to learn to stand in my place. Like I said, on the last podcast, you got to learn about yourself before you start telling people what you're not going to do. So I can't do surface. And I'm the reason why I can stand here and I can tell you that and I can share that with people in, in, in my husband, because that's the most important earthly relationship that I have now is with my husband. And I can share that with him without um, guilt tripping him or, you know, shaming him or making him feel bad because that's the way that he is. Like the way that I am is is right and the way that he is is wrong. No, it's just I can be confident and stand in that place and say, well, I kind of don't do surface because it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for the way that I process things. So I have to learn how to... um, when we are processing something as a, as, a, as a unit, I have to learn how to do my part, let him do his part, and then we settle and agree on what it's going to look like from, from then on. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that, that's a part of, of, of marriage. <laughs> you actually marry people that are not replicas of you. Imagine that. Um, so, um, yeah, and so I... I, I crave that um, in our relationship because it is the balance, but I don't get it if that makes any sense to you. Um, So I'm very deep. I go in, I go deep. And this person, this therapist that I have now going back to the, to the therapy journey, uh, this therapist that I have now, she is like, she reminds me of what I already know. She's very, it's very familiar. And it's just, she is kind of like, she doesn't have to do much. Because if she were the, if she were the therapist that was the soft place for me to land, that wouldn't be good for me right now. Or if she was the therapist that was, that would call me out, I don't need that anymore. I'm like, we've done that hard work. I don't need anybody to do that to me anymore. (laughs) What I need now is a reminder. So she basically reminds me of things that I already know, that I've already experienced, I've already go through. So she's very simple. And it's just a simple, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know that. that. 
And it's like um, when I started having anxiety, you know what her her um, suggestion was? Just to stop giving in to that feeling. Stop entertaining those thoughts. And she filled my mind and that, that space in that time where we had therapy. She filled it with truths about who God is. Truths about who God is to me and for me and who he says that I am as a follower, as his child. Um, and just great things. So she replaced the negative or all of the things that I could, um, that I would talk about to, um, I guess, kind of like validate my um, anxiety. She said, let's not spend time validating your anxiety or, or giving it a, um, um, making it logical. Like it's, it's not a, you don't need to do that. Stop concentrating on the anxiety and start concentrating on the good things in life. Circling back at the beginning of this year, and this is how strategic God is. You better try them. You better get to know them because this is how strategic he is. I'm a thinker. I'm a scholar. I'm a critical thinker. Like I, I like to get in there. Right. So he, that's how he speaks to me and it has to make sense to me. So what was the thing that I started working on at the beginning of the year? If, if anybody remembers, or if you know, consistency, I want it to be consistent because I knew that was the missing piece to me finding some balance in life and not yo-yoing with the highs and the lows. Um, one of the things that I'm doing right now is, again, I'm always, I'm, I'm always um, get trying to uh, maintain good health. I've struggled with hypertension partly because of weight fluctuation and because of my stress level. Um, and my, my blood pressure fluctuates. And now I'm getting to the age where, you know, the weight's been up and down, mostly up. And um, now, now I'm dealing with, you know, being pre-diabetic. So I got right to that cusp where she said, okay, you still don't have to be medicated. However, you can try this pill and that will help you to um, regulate your blood sugar. <clears throat> I'm not going to get all into, um, you know, A1C and all that stuff. But the bottom line is she was, she gave me an option of taking a pill. My, my physician gave me an option of taking a pill that would help that. But guess what I know? I know that I'm on a plan, right? I'm doing Noom right now and I committed to it for eight months. And I was so glad that I committed to it for eight months. And let me tell you what I'm also glad of because I had to choose to see the good in this, right? I am glad that I did not do my usual. My usual is extremes on both ends, highs and lows. And with ADHD, you may or may not know that ADHD affects a lot of the things, a lot of the things that I do, like um, the my mood, my emotions, 
um, the things that drives me to do things, you know, just, you know, all of that good stuff. So uh, dealing with emotions is a huge part of ADHD um, for many people that have ADHD. Mine shows up big. Uh, <laughs> so I'm one of those people where I'm either, and I'm not kidding, I could be training like I'm going to the Olympics for a few months, and then I can literally be like, could barely get out of the bed and didn't realize because I'll get hyper focused on something else and not realize that I haven't even exercised one day in three weeks have gone by. And I'm eating sporadically, not drinking any liquids, much less water. And um, most of the things that I put in my body are either carbohydrates or processed. And I love fruits and vegetables and healthy food. I cook it. I, I like it. I eat it most of the time. But one thing about ADHD, when you get hyper fixated on something else, it's kind of hard to, whereas a person that doesn't have ADHD, you would say, I will never forget to eat. Well, I forget to eat um, because my brain, I mean, I could even be hungry, but if I'm not, if I'm not focused on it, it doesn't exist kind of in ADHD. So that's why I might have friends that I don't talk to for a long time. I love you. I just haven't thought about you. And it's not personal. It's because out of sight, out of mind. So I can be very black and white. So consistency, you can see where, you know, having ADHD, I, I'm very inconsistent and I yo-yo back and forth with everything that I do. So um, unless I'm truly intentional about staying, keeping it balanced and staying in that gray area. And that is a struggle, but it's not impossible. I'll say that. So that's hope. If you have ADHD and that's kind of how you are, I, I let the pendulum swing sometimes, you know, however, there's sometimes it needs to just rest in that, in that middle place for me, for everyone around me. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm a part of a unit. I'm a part of a family. So I can't just do my thing and, and let it ride. That's not the way it works around here for us. So um, for everyone involved, sometimes it's easy. It's um, going to be healthier overall for me to learn how to do some things in the gray area. So I really wanted to exercise that muscle. And so I did that. And, and that's what this whole consistency challenge was about. The month of January, I told myself that I would walk every single day. Now, you all know, if you know me, I'll, a walk to me is three and a half miles. That, when I say I'm going walking, I'm, I'm not talking about to the corner and back. I'm talking about three and a half miles. But I had to commit to walking and not the, the, the distance or, or the duration or the, the intensity or duration. I just had to do it. And my only thing was for at least 20 minutes because that's going to be when I don't want to go at all or when I, you know, something's come up and it's not very convenient. I got to do that 20 minutes. And guess what, guys? I did it. I did it. There were days that I walked three miles. But for the most part, guess what? I ended up doing an average of two miles, one and a half to two miles was like the average for the month because I did have some highs and some lows, but my, my compromise was that I was going to show up and walk every single day. That was where I wouldn't bend. So that was what helped me strengthen strengthen that muscle, so to speak, to be more consistent. And it was effective 
and I loved it. And and that was a proud, um, I was proud of myself for that because that's not, not something that I do. So that's, that's what being intentional gets you when you have ADHD or just if you don't, just being intentional, that's how you can change the game. So that was awesome. My um, blood pressure went down. My cholesterol was even a little elevated. This My last physical, which was odd for me, it went down drastically. And guess why? Because I was consistent with the walking. I wasn't doing the three and a half miles. I was doing, I was kind of, you know, a mile to two, maybe two and a half sometimes. And there were some days sprinkled in there where I did three and a half miles, but not often because I was more consistent and I didn't, I didn't even feel the need to do that. So it was good. And, and, and there was a benefit from that. I felt good. Um, and it was a health benefit as well. So getting back to my therapist. So if you can tell the journey that I'm, the place that I am in my journey right now, it is perfect that God sent me a therapist that's like a coach. Like I've already been trained. I've, I've got the skills. I've got the, the talent. Right. And so that's what a coach does. A coach helps to remind you, to guide you, to encourage you. And um, she's doing a fantastic job because um, that's what I need right now. So guess what? I don't have anxiety anymore. I don't deal with it. I, 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 won't, I won't have it in my life because, of course, through prayer, because God was the only one that could truly remove it. But I had to do some things that he was trusting me to do, that he was asking me to do. And that was to trust him. Um, and she said, you, you keep, you keep saying, you know, you trust God and you pray about it, but then why do you keep going and picking it back up? And I didn't realize what picking it back up looked like for me until I got this therapist and she was showing me, you know, you have more control over this than you think, right? I had a, I had a, um, session, my husband and I had a disagreement. It wasn't even, but I got my feelings hurt. And so, you know, I had my session and I was ready to talk about that. And guess what we spent the entire session doing? I didn't even tell him about this. Naming the great things that he does for me. She is getting me to do what I said I wanted to do before I even met her, which was see the good. And here's something just let me throw this out here. The day that I decided I'm not dealing with anxiety anymore, I'm not going through this. I was having like panic attacks every time I would go to the doctor because I would have to get my blood pressure taken. I mean, it was it was a little cuckoo. I mean, I was sitting there in the doctor's office fighting tears because I would get so anxious that you know, I would feel the physical symptoms of anxiety and it was sickening. And I was doing that because I was continuing to entertain the, the symptoms and anxiety and the thoughts. I was continuing to entertain them. And, um, you know, people say, you know, if somebody tells you don't think about this or don't do that, you're going to think about it. Well, that was it. So I just had to 
just take it out of my vocabulary. I just literally had to flip the whole entire script, the the self-talk, all of it. And I had to just start trusting that I could only talk about good things and be okay because I'm a problem solver, guys. I'm a fixer. And some of that is based on trauma. Some of that is a gift that God gives me to be a critical thinker and the way that I process things. But some of my gift has been mishandled and misused because we're in a sin-cursed world. So this is not about a blame game. It's just life. And so I'm learning how to take the gifts my gifts, strengths, and talents, and use them to glorify God with my behavior, with my talk, with my self-talk. Now, I could cheer anybody on, and y'all know, I, I, like, I'm here for all of the wins for my, my girlfriends, my family, whoever. I love to see people winning. It makes me like, I, I'm, I love it. I love it. God built me that way. So I'm, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I just, I love every single bit of it. And I believe that people can do things that they, they don't even know that they can do yet. Like, I'm like, you do know you can do that, right? You do know that, da, 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 da. So God created me to be an encourager. And there I was struggling with anxiety. I didn't even, I wouldn't even talk to myself the way that I talked to other people. And what was that? That was nothing but the enemy trying to destroy the plan and the path that God has me on. I never got off that path. And that's, he wanted me to think I wasn't even on the path or maybe the path didn't exist, all of that. And this is about all I'm going to give him at this point, because let's go back to seeing the good. So that's where I am. And the day that I decided that, you know what, I'm going to put this burden down and I'm never going to pick it back up again, I was driving to the doctor's office to get some blood work done uh, before she put me on medication for diabetes because I was like at that at that borderline at the number that's like, hey, it could go either way from here. And I was on my way and I saw a billboard and it literally said, see the good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pause and I'm going to let y'all feel that. <laughs> I'm going to let you, I'm going to let God speak to you and I'm going to let you just marinate in that for a little bit. That's how strategic, that's how direct God is with me. I don't take cues very well. I don't take hints very well. It's kind of like, that's how I can explain ADHD to some people that are more familiar with autism. I know that's um, on the forefront, a, a lot of times people understand autism a lot better than ADHD because ADHD, they'll say, well, sometimes you can do this. Well, why can't you do that? You know, at other times, and that's just kind of how it is. But, you know, um, I'm very literal sometimes. So why wouldn't God put it on a billboard and, and remind me to see the good? I mean, really, God, I literally laughed and then I cried. I was like, you are just too good to me because (laughs) he did not have to spell it out like that on a billboard. Really? Okay. So I want to wrap this up, but that's the journey that God took me on. 
And, and the lesson in all of that was he gives you what you need at the time that you need it. And right now I need somebody, I need a, somebody that's a champion for Tammy. I need somebody that's also a champion for Christ because I need that person to know, um, where, where I stand and, 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 um, be familiar with, with, with my system of beliefs. Um, and, um, I need somebody, I need God to work through her and he is using her to get some things through to me, to keep me in line and to keep me on my journey. So funny thing is, Talking about consistency, I also want to throw this in there too. I was so nervous about doing this plan because first time I did it, it worked for a little while and then I wasn't losing any weight anymore and stuff like that. So I quit. But what am I doing now, y'all? I'm being consistent. And I truly committed to eight months. I was like, whether I feel like it's working or not, I'm doing eight months. Guess what happened? I'm three months in. By now, I would have lost a lot of weight. I haven't. But guess what? I also haven't gained a lot. I haven't gained any weight. I'm literally yo-yoing within a few pounds. I think God is getting his point through to me. I'm training you to be consistent because you're not very good at that, sweetheart. (laughs) So he's training me. This is supernatural, guys. He's training me to be consistent and to show me how to live in a a balanced place. That's so much better for my emotional health. It's so much better for my mental health. And it's so much better for my physical health. So just in the moment where I started to get discouraged because I wasn't losing enough weight, I did what? I chose to see the good and the good was, well, you're not still gaining weight because you were on a up, you, you were on a a uphill journey with that again. (laughs) So I chose to see the good and I'm going to continue to choose that, but it's, it's, it, it takes me being intentional. It takes me staying in prayer. It takes me taking out time for myself It takes me um, praying for the things that I need at this point in my journey. Um, I'm I'm better able to uh, let go of the control that I, that illusion of control that makes me kind of feel um, comfortable sometimes. Um, God says, I don't even want you to pretend, keep pretending like you got control because I do, not you. There's just some things you don't have any control over, Tammy. And so he's teaching me how to live in a way that looks like what I say. He wants my actions to line up with my words. And so now it's happening. And I no longer have to, um, I can literally pray about something and just believe that it is so. And I pray for his will to be done. And, And if he sees fit to not honor my prayer request, well, then I, I'm certain that it's his will because that's what faith is and that's trust in him. So that's where I am right now. I'm excited about that. I've, I have never been on such a, oh, somebody's flying down the street. 
<laughs> I've never been on such a um, uh, normal, balanced kind of gray area. I've never been here before because I'm usually up or down. And um, I'm telling you, it's helping our relationships. So you see how working on yourself, anytime people have issues with their family, family members and relationships, I'm sorry if you don't like it, but I always go straight to you because you are the only one that you can and should control. Self-control. Um, and so, although sometimes, yeah, you're in situations where people are not um, healthy for you, it's dysfunctional, whatever the case, but the majority of family relationships problems, majority of the time should be spent on you because you can only control your effort and your behavior. Um, so that's just a little something to grow on. That's something to remember. But that's it. I, I took you guys on my uh, therapy journey over the past few years when I decided to start actually changing my life once I got backed into an emotional corner. Um, and I was a whole hot mess. And um, I thought I got to do something different. And Lord, I had no idea it would look like this in 2023. But here I am. I'm healthy. Um, I think I think this is going to be the key to me uh, continuing to improve my physical health as well. I think this will be the key to improving my emotional and um, mental wellness and um, spiritual. Spiritually, I feel like this is really strengthening me um, because I would go through my highs and lows where I would be like all in, digging in, studying, learning uh, writing down lessons, creating lessons. You know, I'm like a, you know, I, I'm a problem solver and I create things and modify and then I'm, and I'm an educator. So like I'm creating small curriculums for myself and, uh, <laughs> or I'm not reading at all. I could barely read a Bible verse in a day. And so God is like, girl, there's so much more freedom in that gray area that you refuse to go to. And no, he didn't build me this way, but there are going to be times where my highs and lows and my ability to do, you know, all or nothing, it comes in handy, but it's just not a healthy place for me to live out the duration of my life. Um, so I need him to do this because I wasn't designed this way. He knows that he, he did that so that I would need him. He didn't make me perfect. Um, I know when, when our babies are born, everybody says, oh, they, they're perfect. I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't. And I'm not. <laughs> and neither are you. Um, so knowing that this is the thing that he knew. He already knew. I mean, he knew. He's got. He knew I would need him for this. And he's been waiting for me to just say, mm, okay, I, did, I, I wasn't built this way. So I need you for this. And he's like, sure, no problem, I got you. And he does. And on that note, congratulations to my oldest. She got her learner's permit today, and I'm so excited for her. I am not the parent that says, I don't ever want them to grow up. I do. And I am excited.
I don't want them to go too fast. No, I, I love I love my girls and I love these different stages of them. And I definitely miss them being little. But the reality of when they were little is I was not okay. I'm a better person, a, a parenting adolescents and teens and young adults. That's my jam. So this is a good time for us. I'm excited. Congratulations to her. And um, so you guys may be hearing some stories and, and I may be doing some episodes from the passenger seat. I'm ready for it. So that's it. You guys go off and have a wonderful weekend. If you're in the Hampton Roads area, the weather is supposed to be fantastic. Pollen is everywhere. So take your antihistamine and go out and have yourself a good day and drink plenty of water. All right. I love you guys. Thank you. As always, let me know what you think. All right. I'm out. Bye. Okay. I got to know. What's your takeaway? What did you learn? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about your family while listening to this episode? Maybe you learned something about me. I don't know. Whatever it was, I'm definitely sure that it's worth you thinking about and sharing with me. So leave me a voice message. And if that's too uncomfortable for you, I am down for you leaving me a message on Instagram. That's cool. You can find me there. Freedom Talk LLC. All right. So don't forget to follow Freedom Talk Podcast. I need a following, guys. I want to know what you guys want to talk about, what you want to hear me talk about. Because listen, I can talk about any and everything. Nothing makes me blush. So share this message, share this episode with a friend. And um, until next time, right? Freedom Talk, Freedom Walk.